welcome to the Sports Carnage Podcast, presented by Detroit Sports Nation, featuring Paul Roshan, A.J. Riley, Ryan Griffin, and Matthew Bassett, bringing you the most arrogant takes on the planet straight to your ears. We don't promise to always be right, but we promise to act like we are. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sports Carnage Podcast once again. We are one more member uh, added this week. I'm Ryan Griffin. I'm joined here with Paul Roshan and AJ Riley, uh, as usual. And then this week we have Dylan Bear back on with us to talk about our local football teams, Michigan, Michigan State, uh, both 3-0 starts. Obviously, a lot of optimism around the fan base. And then the complete opposite with the Lions. 0-2, 0-2, zero optimism, players looking like they're about to get traded left and right. So we want to start with the good news and then kind of work our way into the bad. So as we mentioned, Michigan, Michigan State, uh, both really hot starts to start off the year in a year where there are a lot of questions for each. Before on the podcast, probably two weeks ago, we did uh, like a preview essentially of how kind of how we thought the seasons were going to go. You know, anywhere between six and six and eight and four was uh, the expectations for either of these teams. And if you were on the lower end of that, you probably thought that they'd lose one of the games that they already played. Uh, Michigan playing Washington, Michigan State playing uh, playing Miami. Both of those tests have been conquered, which led me, which led the fan bases to have new expectations. Right, nine and three, ten and two are a lot of records that you are seeing getting thrown out. My question is, while the teams look better than they were, uh, you know, they were probably thought to be heading into the season, and they've obviously gotten off to the best starts you can possibly get off to, uh, both ranked in the top 20, are the new expectations that you're seeing from these fan bases uh, unfair um, and maybe too lofty for either of these programs? Well, what would you call those expectations? Yeah, I was going to say, how are we defining them? So, here's... Here's what I'm talking about is when you see like nine and three and ten and two, right? And I think even a couple of us have said it ourselves where, okay, now a lot of the games that were toss ups before the season, now you should actually expect to win those games. And my whole thought process with that is while you're probably the better team in a lot of those games, at least from what we've seen so far. I think you still have to be a notch above where Michigan and Michigan State are to just be counting those games as wins and to be essentially like knocking either Michigan or Michigan State for dropping a game that now they, you know, aren't supposed to drop or, you know, really shouldn't be losing to X, Y, and Z team. Because I don't think that either of these teams are quite at that level yet. Because um, to me, if you're going to beat everybody you're supposed to be and then, you know, lose your your hardest games of the year, you're still a pretty good team. You're like borderline top 10. You're just not like, you know, obviously in that playoff conversation. So when we're talking about teams that, you know, you shouldn't lose to, or now it's nine and three or 10 and two or bust or whatever. Um, to me, it's probably a little bit uh, pie in the sky for these teams. Mm-hmm. And it might leave a sour taste if uh, say like Michigan state drops against Nebraska or Michigan loses uh, to uh-uh. who, whoever else. Well, well, so I, I like the way that you first said it when you said, uh, some of these games that were considered toss-ups are now considered now really games you should win. I think that applies more to Michigan State than Michigan, just because I think Michigan State what had had more room to go up. 
not not necessarily more question marks, but Michigan State was kind of considered a bad team entering to the season. Worst in the uh, Big Ten. And then, there yeah, were a you, lot. You could have argued that. You could have no. You could have argued that because so you lost to Rutgers last year, who's always a bottom feeder, even though they're trending up. Maryland, which I didn't think Michigan State was worse than, but Maryland every year supposedly trending up. Then you have the bottom tier teams, Northwestern, whatever that you're competing with. But a lot of people thought Northwestern wasn't going to take this big. We forgot that it was an odd year. Everyone just forgot <laughs> it was an odd year. And that Northwestern is going to be horrible. So people, I mean, I picked Northwestern to beat you guys, right? Now, we had no idea what these teams were going to look like. In hindsight, wow, that's a horrible pick. But we thought Michigan State was going to be not good, like a bottom-tier Big Ten team. Now that they've proven that they are not that, now that we've proven they're not that, we don't know how good either of these teams are. Everyone would agree with that? So that was the exact point that I was going to make, Paul, especially in regards not to Michigan State, like you said, but to Michigan. Michigan. That we don't know how good they are. Right. And, and here's why. Like, I, I think the expectations. Well, I know why. Well, yeah. The expectations, you know, the, you know, as much as people drink the Kool-Aid for the Detroit Lions, they drink the Maze of Blue Kool-Aid as well. Uh, this year, not so well, much. But listen to me. Ex- what Expectations were very tempered this season, but I'm listening. Okay. But now that we've started three, and Michigan started three and oh, I hate saying we. Now that Michigan has started three and zero, right? You get the people that want to assume that they're a top ten team, and I think the the percentage to beat Ohio State on ESPN actually favored Michigan as of right now, or something. I Can saw, I throw something out there? I, I just think it heard was this 50, on the way 50. home. Right, it was well, like fifty three percent in favor. The- but but the point I'm trying to prove is I don't think Michigan has done enough in these first three games to prove whether they're good enough to even win those toss-up games like Ryan's talking about that I had question marks about. And and here's... Oh, so Dylan, what were, what were you going to say before I respond to AJ? Dylan? What? Uh, what? Who, who are you referring to right now? The one that I named by name. Oh, I didn't hear it, but... Uh, I was just going to oh, throw... okay. I was just going to throw in that I heard on the radio coming back home on the uh, Wojo program that the uh, Michigan is actually currently, based on ESPN numbers, favored FPI. more than Ohio State to reach the college football playoff. 26% to, for Michigan, 24 for Ohio State. But see, I think that, that is such, no. that's such a, like, so we beat Western Michigan, we should have beat Met. Hold on. We need context. We need context here. Super important. Okay. because I, I didn't no know where it was saying, from. I'm just saying that's e- what I heard. An ESPN reporter did not come out and say Michigan should win the rest of their games, right? Like, that didn't happen. Or Michigan should win the Big Ten. To be fair, it's I wouldn't a, be surprised. It was Joe Clad. It was Fox. It is a statistical... <laughs> oh, my goodness. It is a statistical model based on limited information that will get better as the season progresses. And, and if you look at just what's happened so far, Michigan has performed better than Ohio State. That does not mean anything for November or talent or what's going to happen. It's just based on the very limited info we have on very limited teams. And conference hasn't even started for most of these teams. And Michigan hasn't played a Big Ten team. As of right now, Michigan has performed better. But that doesn't mean they are better. And that doesn't mean they should be favored I just to win. Lo- I, but that's... I, I love that I'm the one that's not negative. Like, Paul, please go. Because I, I am so... The opposite of the, all of you. Well, I'm which not is funny. So, so I am like very here's in the, the thing. Like, right yeah, now I'm not. I'm, still I'm not negative. See. It's just like I'm not. 
I'm not willing to put myself in the position to say I think Michigan like this is the year that they no it's not even a matter of being scared (laughs) I've I've watched the three games and they've played well but one Western Michigan two Northern Illinois and then that middle game between Washington and them like yeah Michigan dominated that game right hundred percent but maybe and again we said that that was a trap game right it was oh you beat the team that lost to montana or you lost to the team that lost to Mon- it was kind of a no-win situation for michigan but wash it was a lose-lose it yeah. was a lose-lose and but washington i don't think was a good barometer to judge how good michigan is and so I'm still like in well, those. No, no so, game is so like until we go to Wisconsin. And that that was exactly what I was going to say, is I'd said that Washington or Wisconsin was going to be a toss up game, and I'm not willing to say like yeah I'm all for us going in there and just handling our business. I that's going to be the game that proves a lot, and then regardless of what happens in that game, October thirtieth is still a major toss up for me. So I I, I want to bring this back around to where, where I was originally going, um, and that's why. So we don't know because of limited information because the schedules, both schedules, have been weaker than anticipated. People thought mm-hmm. Washington was going to be better than they were. People thought Northwestern and Miami were going to be better than they are. That's neither of these teams' fault. But all it means is that there's more variability in how good these teams can be because the tests that we thought these teams would have weren't the tests that we thought they were going to be preseason. The reason this means more for Michigan State is because we thought Michigan State was going to be bad coming in. Most people, Ryan's probably not part of most people, but most people, (laughs) they didn't necessarily think Michigan was going to be a really good team. (laughs) They didn't really think Michigan was going to be a really good team necessarily, but they didn't think they were going to be bad. They were definitely a step or two above Michigan Michigan State State. perception-wise. Perception wise, coming into the season, I'm this is nothing to do with what I'm saying. I'm just saying, perception wise, this was the expectation. Fools. Okay, Michigan <laughs> State, by what they've done, have proven one thing and one thing only they are not a bad football team. They went to Northwestern and beat up a bad football team. That final score was closer than the game actually was. Right. They took care of business against an FCS team, congratulations, doesn't matter. And then they went on the road and beat the absolute crap. Uh, no matter what Manny Diaz says, they beat the crap out of the <laughs> so Hurricanes in their more. in their disgusting home stadium with five fans in it. They took care of business. A bad team would not have done those things. A bad team, even though Miami's not that good, a bad team wouldn't have went down to Miami and kicked the crap out of them in their own stadium. So we know definitively Michigan State is not a bad football team. What we don't know, just like Michigan, is how good they are. But the reason this matters going forward is our projections were based on Michigan State being a bad football team. So you looked at Rutgers as a losable football game. Why? You lost to Rutgers last year. Rutgers is supposedly going to be better. You're at Rutgers, and you're a bad football team. Who could lose to Rutgers? Indiana, who you thought was going to be better than they were, better than they've looked so far. At Indiana, you're like, wow, Michigan State probably going to lose that game. Michigan, very losable game, right? Maryland and Purdue, you should win those games. Then Ohio State, Penn State, all these games that you looked at as, like, these are losses— now, because you're not a bad, now you now you should beat Rutgers. There's no excuse to not beat Rutgers. You should beat Nebraska. There's no excuse not to beat Nebraska. Even Indiana, I am as of right now, based on what I've seen, I'm taking Michigan State at Indiana. I don't like Indiana this year. 
Um, so now all these games that looked at as probable or maybe losses now look like teams you should beat because you're not a bad football team. You've proven that you're not a bad football team. It's different for Michigan because Michigan, what's going to make the difference in Michigan's schedule is not being a competent football team. We, we need to be more than competent to flip games like Wisconsin, to, to win on the road at, at Michigan State, to flip games like Penn State, to have a chance against Ohio State. You, we need to be more than competent. We need to prove that we are a good football team, and we haven't proven that yet. Yeah, I don't. I'm obviously I don't think either team has proven it. But what you said is they both they both proven that they're not bad, right? Michigan has proven that they can run the ball against football teams who are bad, uh, and Michigan State has proven that they can have a like a balanced attack against teams that are bad um, and go and beat bad teams on the road, which doesn't show you so much for the you know like the future, but it gives you a um, it's kind of a stick of where you're at. Uh, but even just like moving forward, like obviously they both play Indiana. Um, like you mentioned, Indiana not as good as we thought they were. But neither of these teams play Indiana for you know almost like a month now. So can Indiana, who had some top ten hype before the season, uh, scratch back not to that level, but be better than what they've shown? Um, and that's just kind of what I'm what I'm kind of worried about. Uh, like Michigan State, for example, is at Indiana, and then Michigan plays um, Indiana between you know, going on the road to Michigan State, which will probably be, you know, a dogfight or at the very least a highly emotional game. And then the week after that, they're, you know, at Penn State um, for what will obviously be like a nationally televised game, probably a night game, maybe game day, depending on how the season goes. So I just think there are spots in the schedule where they they look like wins. um, And even if they're not necessarily like trap games, uh, I think – my point would be I've just seen better teams than Michigan and Michigan State lose to lesser teams than we still have on the schedule. I think this is a hilarious conversation. I am so much more bullish than all of you about both of these teams. I Eeyore is excited for college football. Let's go. Finally, again, I mean, there's a lot to it. Uh, like, college football just is – it feels right again. I feel like as kind of messed up as the whole pandemic thing was, I think it was the hard reset the sport needed in a weird way. Cause like everybody was evaluating their place in the, you know, in the sport, you have conference realignment, you have NIL, you have the playoff is expanding. Like teams are looking way worse now. Like even the top tier teams, like every single one of the top like 10 has either played a tight game that they could have lost or they lost. So that's nice to see. Uh, and I also am just so much more bullish about both teams. I think that, and Paul hates me saying this, but it's just the truth. This is outside of 2016, because I, for obvious reasons, um, this is absolutely Michigan's best shot they will have to beat Ohio State probably in the last five years. Uh, obviously, I guess 2016 is kind of a fringe on that time frame, but like, Ohio State is not good. They almost lost at home to Tulsa. Like the, they pulled away in the last like five minutes, but they were in a single score game with Tulsa up till like five or six minutes left in the fourth quarter. They, that is not a good team, and defensively they're garbage. Obviously, right now, right but now. I but th- this is where this is uh, something that I think is kind of funny. Like 
This is a true and honest testament to the thing that you, Paul, say all the time. And, like, I will, like, admit, like, it. this is the most positive, like, proof of concept to you, your point. Expectations change, and you can't evaluate based on previous things, right? Like, I do not care about anything that happened before what is happening right now. Like, sh shit changes. And these two teams right now, how they look and all of that, like, yeah, if State doesn't go 9-3 at the least, I'm going to be pissed off legitimately pissed off we are uh, we are just good enough like with the offense is the best since 2015 probably better to be honest michigan's run concept has been dominant which everyone gets pissed off that they do that although why wouldn't you just keep doing what you're doing I, oh, you got to test your court. Oh, yeah, no, because, we have an identity. How horrible. Right. Like, everybody wants them to, to have Mac throwing, like, 30 times a game against garbage because somehow that will help him against higher competition somehow, which doesn't make any sense because if he's used to, like, really shitty Mac coverages, how is that going to help him against Big Ten coverages? I, you I know what will help him against Big Ten coverages? Running the football. Nine people in the box. <laughs> right. like that. Put nine defenders in the box and see right, how well it right. throws the ball I, I, That one I, I don't understand. The the biggest draw I am getting out of this, that like, if you were, Ryan, you were saying, oh, is this overpriced, overhype, whatever. I, uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, what I will say, and I am tired of this, and it needs to go away, is the cross-pollination garbage of schedule comparing. Because the entirety of the two fan bases have basically been denigrating each other's We were doing so good. They were doing, like, resumes. Like, oh, my God, Washington's not that good or Miami's not that good. But as Paul said, that's kind of irrelevant to how good you feel about the teams, right? But on top of that, you are in a vacuum as your own team. The only reason why you should look at, another, at, at like your schedule, for example, and compare it when you're facing someone is whether or not certain teams with similar styles, you have done well or not against them. But like, I don't go into a game against Michigan, right? And I'm not going to go into that game on October 30th and say, oh, will you beat a garbage Washington team running the ball? So therefore, we're going to win. That, that's stupid. That makes no sense. I would I mean, think... It, it, it's, a, it's a weird thing... Always a weird thing. I, I've said more on this, more than anything else on this context, on this podcast. The phrase I probably use the most is "context is king," right? But context is king. Like it only matters in very specific situations. So, like if I'm, if there's two playoff spots and it's up to Michigan and Michigan State, and they have a very comparable resume, then like then you're starting to nitpick the games, right? In situations like that. But when you're just talking about like, okay. I think this team has been good because of X, Y, and Z. You're, you don't play the same schedule. So it's only within the context of that schedule. Right. There's just no reason at this point in time to compare the schedule. So if I want to say, listen, I, th I think Michigan's offense has been really good, and this is why. Well, I, I have to look at the defenses we've played in their, what's been expected of them, the caliber of players that are on them, and how we've performed against them. It, whether Miami's a good team or not doesn't have anything to do with that. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not, but it's, it's an inferiority complex right. from fans on both sides that they cannot stand when a team they don't like is getting props for literally anything. So in their mind, they immediately start to think, okay, 
how to, maybe how can I make this not funny. as good as it looks on the surface? And, and it's it's so lowbrow, and that's why I don't want to get into it on the podcast. Well, right. And I think I we're doing that. a good job of avoiding it. Yeah. it. It's only it's contextually like if someone says to you, and I, I'm not picking Michigan, nitpicking Michigan State, but you have the best <laughs> paper win, paper tiger win, I'll call it on paper that people will point to early in the season. So if somebody says, oh man, Michigan State, they just went out and kicked the crap out of a ranked team on the road. They're really freaking good. I think they're a Big Ten contender. If that's like your reasoning for it and you disagree with them being a Big Ten contender, well, now it's going to get nitpicked, right? Like, because that's that's the starting point. But outside of that, like, stop talking about, and that's why, don't use your schedule to prop your team up. Right. Prop your team up based on what they've shown. My, <laughs> like, thing about Michigan State, the real thing that I will draw on, and the reason why I am very, very bullish on them, is that the Miami win in and of itself, after we watch the end of the season, probably like, yeah, whatever, fine, you know, it's what is what it is. Like, I think the conditions of the game itself were more important than the team we played, which that can't, you can say like, oh, that's really cool that the team was able to win in a hundred degrees, but in November, why will that matter? It won't. So like, that's, you know, that doesn't really mean that much other than to say the team's tough. Cool. Awesome. Whatever. What I will say, and it's a thing that I'll be honest, I don't think I've seen since 20, even 2014, but even then, I don't even know if I would say that. Is that we did something I have begged forever. I know you know I've I've said this because I've said it so many times. Michigan State in that game, garbage or not, murdered a team on the field for one quarter. That game was tight through three. And in fourth quarter, we had the stones on the double fake route to Naylor. You know, you down that play. Uh... That is the sort of thing we just have not done. Beautiful I've, celebration, by the way. 100%. Uh, I, that, that, to me, is the most important thing through this far, which makes me think why we're that good. Because the play calling, go, good teams or not, we had the Stones on the road in a tight game in the fourth quarter to slit their throats. We have not done that. We have not stepped on a team crushed their souls and made sure that they were dead in Mark's entire reign. That just wasn't what we did. That's just, we always played down to our competition, right? Garbage teams are not in the first three games. We have shown a killer mentality that the program hasn't had. That's why I feel that good. I don't care who it was. I already said it before. You could have put Eastern Michigan and Michigan State in Boca Raton and had the same temperature, the same exact game script, and I feel the same way. That was that impressive to me and that much different than what we've been. That is why I feel that confident and why nine and three is the least I'm going to accept because if we're going to be killers, we're going to be killers every game. But would you agree? So we've proven that we can beat the bad teams, right? Or the not even if you want to say, take Miami and Washington and you want to say they're average teams, like they're just not good teams, right? If you want to be uh, generous, we've proven that we can beat them. But when I say we, I'm talking Michigan and Michigan State. Correct. So that's all that should be expected going forward is you beat up the bad teams because we still don't know anything about how either team responds to a good team. Would you agree with that? No, 
because of what I said. The mentality of our game calling in our game script, I can't speak for you because like because you're you have that identity right, like that is gonna define your season is how you run the ball, right? So like if you go up against a great team and the run game is stopped, that's gonna be a bit of a different kind of how that falls out, right? Because that's about like how well your coaches adjust the game plan, whatever. Whereas I, the reason I am so confident, that should not fade good or bad teams. Like against Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, whomever, like that killer mentality, that sort of offensive explosion and risk and in balance that we've had, that's not something I expect to go away. And if it does, I'm going to be very angry. Whereas with See, Michigan, no, I, I think that like you can be a fantastic team, but if someone stops your run game, you can have trouble. So therefore, that's why it's like with Michigan, I don't know, I feel different. Not because the expectation is different, but that your cards are in – you have more eggs in one basket, I guess, is the way I'd put it. So I, I think that leans perfectly into Ryan's question on whether the new expectations are unfair. And I think that expectation of MSU is kind of unfair – because they were expected to be bad. They've proven they're not bad. And as long as they beat up on bad teams and are competitive with solid teams, that's if, they, if that's all they are and you're disappointed, I think that's super unfair. Because not even – I'll even ignore the context of the fact that they've, you've clearly been a team in rebuild um, and we don't know how soon you've arrived. But this to me comes from people wanting to draw – lasting conclusions from limited sample sizes game by game and almost overreacting game by game. And you see this, uh, anyone and Ryan is big NBA fan, right? And he's all over NBA Twitter. It's kind of like watching the NBA playoffs where every single game, it feels like has tilted the narrative of the entire season. And it's super weird. Cause like people are reacting on whims of like very limited samples. I feel like it's kind of the same thing here your mentality can stay the same, but you don't know that those things are going to work against the better teams yet. You don't know if you have the horses, even if the decision-making is there, even if the attitude is there. You just, you don't know yet. And that's why I, I hesitate to make lasting changes outside of, now I'm going to pencil in some wins for Michigan State because I know there's some teams on the schedule that I'm very confident that you're better than now. But outside of that, I'm waiting to see. Like, you guys get Nebraska, and we're going to talk more about that during the picks, but you guys get Nebraska this week. Um, I think that's a team you should absolutely beat now, like not have a problem with. And at the beginning of the season, I think most people would have looked at that game differently. Um, same thing with Indiana, really, but that's that's looking down the schedule a little bit more. I just don't think it's fair that if – Michigan State loses. Do you guys go on the road to Indiana? You do, don't you? Yep. Yes. Yep. If if you go on the road and lose uh, uh, to Indiana, and it's not like gross, like it's competitive, I don't think all of a sudden you're like, oh, we suck again. Like that's that's no, unfair. No, obviously me. not. But Ryan, like Ryan had mentioned that the whole thing was about like he was talking about like, oh, well, we can still wind up dropping a game or whatever. That's a very mark program mentality i don't believe in that after what i'm seeing i don't think another thing i partially am taking my cues from the program itself they're not acting like that either so well they're no, setting nobody said it's okay to drop a game no 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 my I'm not point saying was that, we're not 
I don't think I we're don't good enough it. to I, like not drop a game. I dis I see, but I disagree because we're not playing down to our competition anymore. So with that being the case, the teams that like we are better than, I don't. I have more confidence in this coaching staff winning games they're supposed to than Mark. So that's the thing that. I- I think you just hit the nail on the head, Dylan, and I think that the same is true for both teams right now, is that idea of not playing down to the competition, right? Michigan has gone in and they have asserted their dominance on inferior teams that are not as good as them. Michigan State, on the same in the same way, has done the same thing, and I think that that is that's why there I think is a a modicum of of hope and and that maybe both programs have have turned that corner a little bit because every year as a Michigan fan you're waiting for the other shoe to drop right that which has been historically true like there's going to be a game that they should win last year was the Michigan State game right Mm. that and that other shoe drops they just play down they don't play well and they end up losing that game, and it's like, here we go again. So far, that hasn't happened. Now, if I'm being completely honest with you, I thought that was going to be the Washington game. After doing what they did to Western Michigan, which was a foregone conclusion from the first kickoff, I thought that that other shoe dropping was going to be in prime time against Washington. But they proved me wrong. So that gives me a, a little bit of hope. Why is that funny? Because, like, I, I I didn't feel that way about Michigan whatsoever. I put money on Michigan to cover the spread. I, there was no doubt in my mind you were going to slaughter Washington. I had no doubts. I, I just I, – it's just the way the mentality of the teams were. Like, you, it's just – it doesn't matter what the competition is because, like, I have – for the longest time when it came to Mark in specific, Mark would get a bunch of wins. But the way we were winning, you could tell – this is this is teetering. This is not great. Like even in the playoff year, like you can go back and look at all of those games. Like we won against Rutgers, like a horrible Rutgers team by like three points, I think. And they, if I'm not mistaken, I think they spiked the ball and fourth down or something as they were like getting into field goal range or something. It was it was ludicrous. And the way that we would lose games or, or even win them, I didn't feel good about it. Like, I didn't like the script of the gameplay or the game plan. I didn't like how the coaches were calling plays. I didn't like the mentality that they were bringing to it. Like, it felt like after the Rose Bowl, they were kind of done. Like, they were like, hey, we won what we did. We're good now. If we win a game, great. If we don't, great. And, like, this team doesn't have that vibe, which is why I am that confident about it and i'm going to have that confidence because not only do the players have it the coaches have it it feels like the program has it for both of us and that's why like i had no doubts about washington no doubts whatsoever for michigan it's why i feel stronger about the ohio state thing in that case and i feel like especially that wisconsin game y'all are gonna play in madison there are a lot of scheme reasons why y'all are gonna do very well against them in my opinion and it's going to be kind of like I'm, 20- terri- I'm terrified of Wisconsin. Yeah, I, I disagree too. entirely for like, I, I mean, I don't want to get super I, granular about it yet, but uh, we'll talk about that next week, I guess. I, maybe, but there, I, I, I feel like this is like 2016 all over again when you won 10 seven against Wisconsin. And then everybody was like, all right, we're actually, this is something right. We're rolling now. 
it's the same sort of thing. And I think Michigan State will have that against Indiana, where we'll go on the road, trap game right before y'all. We'll win, and they'll be like, oh, all right, we got something here. But I, I'm already there because of the mentality of how we're winning. There's just a lot of, it's kind of the thing that Paul did with Jabril, where it's like stuff that, like, it's all intangible things, wavy magic. What just, you, just, you just hope, and then it comes through. Oh, stop it. <laughs> you need to relax. No, but you need, you need I, to feel, I feel like Paul gets what I'm Understood. saying. I'm not just making no nonsense. Probably. Maybe. I mean, like, I don't know. I, even, no, I even understand speaking, what you're saying. Even like speaking of Jabril and not knowing how he got invited to New York, what are some <laughs> questions that you guys still have about these programs uh, moving forward throughout the season? It sounds like you don't question their, you know, Michigan State's or Michigan's mentality uh, at all, Dylan. No. But uh, obviously a ton of other questions that you can still have that might not have been answered in these three games against, I know Paul was trying to be a little bit generous earlier, but in three ga- or six games in total, uh, just like against bad teams. So a question that I have is something that Dylan brought up. What happens when somebody does stop our run? Now I think that yeah, Kate. That's mine too. I, I think that Kate McNamara is competent enough and and talented enough to to manage a game well, and I think get us out of a precarious situation if they are bringing a lot of people down into a box. But I don't fully trust him if he has to sling it 40, 50 times a game. I have, a que- I have a couple questions for you, AJ, to help you get to an answer on this one. Uh, my first question is, have you watched Michigan all three games run the football? Like, have you, have you watched the offense so, closely? So, in full disclosure, I watched the, every down of the first two games, and then this Saturday I caught bits and pieces because I was otherwise engaged. Okay. This one was probably the least important, and you have a good say, idea yeah, of, what right. happened, of what happened anyway. So, so you're fully a qualified mm-hmm. answer. Would you say that we have an elite running game? Like our offensive line moves dudes, our backs are good at finding the holes in in smashing them. Would you agree to that? So I would I don't know if I would say elite just due to again Jesus. Hold, can Christ. you just wait a second and I, let me answer before you react? You? Well, just listen to me. Like moving wa- uh Western Michigan players to me is not a status of elite. Washington's defense also looked like Swiss cheese. So I will answer that question. Is I think Can't that we that have be a credit to your scheme. It, it can be hundred percent. It can be if we can continue to replicate that against good Big Ten defenses. Then absolutely, we have a, a an elite rushing game. Hundred percent. So now, now I understand. I'm a hundred percent with you though that our run game is very, very, very good. I'm just not entirely so comfortable. So now I understand where your questions come from. I'm not entirely comfortable calling it 100% elite yet, though. I think that we have so two very dynamic backs, and I love watching them run, and I think that they are great many, running backs. If you were to put a number to it, mm-hmm. how many teams in all of college football do you think could have ran for 1,000 yards against our schedule? That's not. That's such that, a weird question. Well, that, that's also not, <laughs> it's not. Well, no, it's not because there's no way that number is higher than ten. But and there's but like also, 128 FBS teams. I, when you he when you doesn't know the running back combination, for, right? For but well, but just, when you ask my, that my question, is, my my the number that popped in my head was ten, at least ten, probably okay, ten to fifteen. So that that would make us. 
But okay, that would make us elite it, out of 120. If you want to yeah, put I mean, a numerical, like, but like the running game either, though. That's, like that, you my, gotta my, factor in like your defense. We're, we're getting like a if, little, we're getting a little off track what, in nitpicking. My point was, we are, we are a very, 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 very good hundred percent. I will team. agree with that. I will not what call I was, it elite. What yet. I was getting at is, what do you think it? You said what's going to happen when teams stop our run if a team stops our run if is a better word i think yeah. we'll use that when michigan state my, does it what are you guys gonna do <laughs> my question to you is what if another team is stopping our mm-hmm. run what does that require well, because it certainly is yeah. not going to be a front four in a base linebacker you're 100 right and I, I mentioned that about bringing extra guys down into the box maybe and this just came to mind but maybe the bigger question that i have is not necessarily Cade's ability or our running game's ability to shut down. Say it. I'm leading you right to the well. Say but it, baby. Josh Gaddis's ability to scheme appropriately to Thank to get you. them Thank into you. the right Thank place you, when AJ. they need it. Thank you so that, much. Thank you so goddamn. That's. I mean, that maybe that's where my lack of trust comes in. Because Thank you. I love you. See now, now we're because here's what here's what here's what makes me nervous in that situation. Our run game is really, 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 really good. Kate is also very, very, very capable in my eyes. But oh, but he doesn't throw. No, I mean, listen, I'm Dylan. I'm with you on this philosophy. He threw a little. If, last if it ain't if it ain't broke though, don't fix it. Right, I think that is the two hundred yards. That in the is first the most casual. Throws. So, that is the most casual fan thing ever. Oh, he didn't throw, therefore it's a problem. Yeah. you're right because everybody has max secondaries, so it's applicable if he tears it up. I mean, even though the, the, the peop- worst thing. I mean, no, does I'm it not have to be a problem for you to have a question about it? Well, okay, Ryan. Or if you're like, I'd like to see this guy the, throw more. Listen, than the only years. reason why the only reason why that was a question mark is because it happened in the primetime game on Saturday night. That's the only reason why it's a question mark. No, okay. So I was, gonna, there's I'm a reason answer. it's a, there, Hold on. Just real quick, Ryan, because you were saying. Because there is a person in particular who does this. I mean, the fan base kind of gets their walking orders from this dude. But, like, Valeni does that shit. But it's the most dishonest thing in the world. Because if Michigan did the inverse and tore it up, like, through the air. Oh, all of a sudden there's question marks because, oh, you did it against a MAC team. So, which is it? Do you want to yeah, have I had... him throwing the ball? Like, that's so dishonest because right. if they did what you asked for, you're still not going to believe that he's capable. Yeah. So, therefore, either way, it doesn't matter. We all we all are in agreement on this. So, to get back to what we were saying, the thing that makes me nervous, if a team does bring more people into the box, because I agree, a base, if, a base it's defense— It's not an if. They will. Well, there's going to be times where our run game may struggle. Is Gaddis savvy enough to get us into the correct formations and flip the script a little bit to where we're taking advantage of a loaded box, then making them walk their safeties back, and then we can run the ball? Because as much as a run game opens up your pass game, the inverse is also true. A good pass game can open up your run game. So it's very important that as a coordinator, you're able to dissect and get into the right place to make your guys the most successful they can be. And do I trust Josh Gaddis to do that? I wouldn't, I'm, I wouldn't see, bet a paycheck asked, on it. This is why I asked the questions I asked, because this is where I was trying to get to, because on paper and based on what we've seen, I know that it's going to take 
an extraordinary effort to stop Michigan's run game, like to really shut it down to where we have to throw the ball constantly. And what I'm getting at is to this, the scheming and play calling you will have to do to be successful with that is going to create holes in your pass defense, holes that we absolutely have the quarterback and receivers to take advantage of. If if we do not have a very successful passing attack when our run game is not working, it is solely on play calling and legitimately nothing else in the universe. Because our offense, it's not going to be our offense. As long as we stay away from good. bubble screens, um, I'll be okay. Oh, bubble screens are fine. Relax yourself. But I, I, to, to answer Ryan's question quick and then to really get into it, my biggest question mark is how either of right. these teams, how either of these teams do against good teams. Because oh my and I, I, no love, I love, I love Dylan's rosy outlook right now, but we still haven't seen emphasis on rosy, huh? Something. Yeah. Emphasis. Oh man. Hey. Uh, something that I love is in that Don hates because he's an old man. And you have um, had I love, vengeance against him. Yeah. I am I am a big fan of all of the indexes, if you will. Uh the power ratings that use no. numbers. Because they while they're not everyone all loves right, the eye tests and what a team looks like and all that kind of nonsense. I like numbers. And we talked about how it's a limited sample size against bad against bad teams, but the numbers across the board really like Michigan and really like what Michigan State has done. Now, a lot of people will be quick to discount them, but if you look at any single one of them, uh, whether you like F-plus from Football Outsiders or FEI or ESPN's FPI or S&P Plus, they have all pro- or, or the Sagarin ratings, they have all proven to be way more accurate than polls, than people picking. I mean, we're talking the worst ones are 70 plus percent at picking winners, normally around 75% and over 50% against the spread, which is always going to be pretty much a coin flip. So all of these, all of these metrics, while they are not the answer and they get better as the season goes and the sample sizes grow, they do have relevance. They are better than most people and they all really like what these teams have done, especially Michigan but it's why I've harped so much on the good team thing. Because when we go to Wisconsin and get what I think is going to be a ridiculously good test, and I'm not even going to be upset if we lose that game, like not irrationally upset where I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe we lost this game. Like it's just where we're at. We're not good enough yet if we lose to them at Camp Randall. Disagree. Right now, I I know you do because you think Wisconsin are bums and you think Michigan is better than no, they've there, proven there are, so far. There are very specific granular reasons why, specifically Wisconsin's red zone offense is maybe the worst of a good team I've ever seen. If that makes sense, but it is and that gets God into awful. that that gets into one of my question marks. One of my specific question marks is Michigan's defense has not proven anything. And I have large concerns still against the rush, which we have not faced a very good rushing attack in which I still think while much improved, we are vulnerable against. This defense is improved from last year. This defense does have talent. This defense has what I think is a very good defensive coaching staff, but this defense was bad last year. Like just straight up, not good at all. It, it, it was, we, we were... We were just bad last year, but we were almost the inverse of Washington. Like Washington, you're has starting to cross pollinate again, though. Like, okay, but it's not last year. 
So it's not last year, but I don't know that it's not last year yet because mm. what Western Michigan has a pretty good offense, but their best offense is their passing offense. We weren't tested a lot on the ground against them, and when they tried to run the ball, they actually had a fair amount of success against us. They put a couple drives together where they ran the ball down our throat, and we adjusted and we stopped them, but that's Western Michigan. When Wisconsin tries to do that, can, do you remember? I, and again, I, I know it's a different team, but do you remember a couple years ago when we played Wisconsin? This and is they ran not, up 40 points on this us. This is not the because same. Because we couldn't stop the run. I, this is absolutely it's, the worst running Wisconsin listen, team in 20 years. But we it haven't proven. You you say that we're not the same, but we have not proven it yet. That's all I'm saying. All I'm trying to do is not, not do proven. that. Like, don't use last I, year to justify any opinion I, now. But we can only go on whatever evidence we have. And these are mostly the same players. So, I am just saying, I'm not saying we're going to be a bad at stopping the run. I'm just saying I've seen cracks. I've seen it in the three games I've watched. I've seen the cracks. We have not been flawless on defense, especially against the run. We have not been. And those cracks worry me because of past performance. And we just haven't proven it yet. I'm not saying we're going to suck on defense. But it's a question mark. And that's what Ryan asked. What questions do I still have? We still have not proven how good of a defense we are. Nevertheless, how good of a team we are, but how good of a defense we are. And then to the offense, I, we got AJ to the correct answer. Josh Gaddis <laughs> has to prove that he can call good plays against good defenses when he can't just call whatever he wants and it works. And I don't... Why I think that we can be okay this year, I think it's a very collaborative effort on offense. And I think what we have shown is that we are very much willing to take whatever the defense is giving us. We showed it against Washington. Washington, with a really good pass defense, refused to stack the box against us. So we just ran it down their throat all game. And at some point you expected, okay, Washington's going to adjust and we're going to have to pass. They just didn't. They said, no, we're going to play two deep safeties and having them back up off the line at the snap. Why? I don't know. I can't tell you why they did that. I don't know if their defensive coordinator can tell you why they did that, but they did. So we just kept running on them. When Northern Illinois, now it's Northern Illinois, not a good defense, okay? They're not. But when they decided that they were going to stack the box, we threw over the top of them. We, when we got our one-on-ones, we threw over the top of them. We were willing to do those things. So it's promising, but we haven't, Josh Gass hasn't proved it against a real defense, and our defense hasn't proved it against a real offense especially in the running game. So those are question marks. So my question marks are twofold for each team. Michigan State's is a little more granular, but uh, Michigan's is something that, and I know I've said this before, but I will say I disagree with you like entirely about the Wisconsin threat. I think this is one of the worst Wisconsin teams in a long while. This is just not – the identity for this team is not the same. And Graham Mertz is maybe the worst quarterback in the red zone of all time but oh stop okay i think their conversion rate in the red zone is like 40 percent. it's horrible like in, in against penn state i think they were over four like it was horrible this dude sucks in the red zone but either way not important what is important kind of a gaddis thing like you were saying but you have if you really want to get technical about it three difficult road games right Michigan State, Penn State, Wisconsin. Boom, boom, boom. You know how you do the best on the road? You take the crowd out of it. How are you going to do that? 
long, sustained drives of runs that make everyone bored. And I am curious to see what Michigan will do when they are put into situations where they can still run the ball, but how dedicated are they going to be? It's nice and well and dandy to run as much as you are now, but if that is truly your strength, I I talk about this all the time, but if you can convert on a third and six by running the ball, you will kill the mental capacity of the other team. Hold on. It messes with I do not want to people. run the ball on third and six. You need to stop I am, and I'm relax just, well, and chill. I'm just saying, how how dedicated are you going to be? Like, if early in the game, the crowd, like in Happy Valley, for example, which Penn State defense is probably the only defense in this conference outside of maybe Iowa, but you don't face them. Penn State's defense is the only one capable of, of stopping you. I say capable. I don't even know if they can, but they are the only ones capable of it. And let's say it's in the first quarter and they are doing so. How dedicated are you going to be to do that before you abandon it? I I mean, that is something we don't know about this coaching staff, what they'll do. How dedicated are you you to your strength? You kind of agree that the person most capable capable of stopping our offense is Josh Gaddis. No, I think that I, I do think that Penn State itself is good enough, but the problem is I don't know how, what your play calling looks like enough for that to be a judgment of who is going to be more responsible. Because, like, to be fair, I feel I feel like we're saying the same things, and you're still saying no. I'm saying no because I just need to see what the play calling looks like at Wisconsin and State before I feel whether or not you're that good to where your play calling is the only thing to your detriment. Does that make sense? No. Okay, whatever. Fine. Makes sense to me. Anyways, (laughs) so then the last thing, and this will be a segue into Ryan. (laughs) Ryan, for me, with Michigan State, it is singular. The secondary is weak. It is. How much of a problem will that be? Offense, I have just... I legitimately have no question marks. Like, this is the most complete offense since 13. We are absolutely good enough to be able to put up 28, 30 points a game, even when we struggle. But my concern is that our secondary is not very good. And against specifically Sean Clifford, who I saw in primetime last week, looks like the best Penn State quarterback since Michael Robinson. How's that going to look like? Because our secondary is not good. And... That's the weak spot of our defense, and yeah, it's great that we're holding people to 3.3 yards per carry, but as Paul alluded to, if we're loading up the box against Michigan in the run, and then all of a sudden, Matt, uh, like, it's Cade, yeah, Cade's the, yeah, yeah, uh, he's throwing the ball around because we're pulling the safeties up, we have a weak secondary, so how is that going to hurt us against Michigan? Uh, so my problem's sort of the same. It's actually even more singular than just the secondary. It's the cornerbacks well, because right, our safeties yeah. have played really well, um, but the second or the the cornerbacks, you know, there's still some uh, some still some round robin going on there, yeah. and we haven't really faced like a dynamic uh, passing attack. Obviously, Derek King, more known for his uh, more known for his legs and his arm. And uh, apparently he hurt his shoulder anyway. So, like, I think during the game, so who knows how effective he would have been throwing the ball uh, later. What I do think, you know, is going to help Michigan State. um, And, again, you know, they face, what, Taylor Martinez or Adrian Martinez, whatever the Nebraska quarterback name is, uh, again, more known for his legs and his arm, is we go up against Western Kentucky in two weeks. 
and they're a team that loves to throw the ball. Obviously, they're probably not going to be as good as some of these other teams on our schedule. Uh, but the the one thing that they do <laughs> is is they pass it. So we're going to see kind of how that secondary um, gets tested at least a uh, at least a little bit. Um, well, I guess they haven't had to pass it so far in in some of these games. Looking looking at their stats, I guess I don't know how it's gone. Um, but I do have questions about the the cornerbacks in specific because the safeties have played really well. But even against Northwestern, we gave up some big plays in the secondary, and I wasn't able to watch all of the Miami game, so I don't know exactly how how everything on that end went. Uh, I know we had a couple picks, but it was the you know, game yeah, getting you can't away always from rely on, uh, yeah. Obviously, you can't always rely on like uh, turnovers, and even if you you know get an interception, it doesn't necessarily mean you have a, a great pass defense, right. right? You see that in the in the NFL all the time uh, with some of these teams that have, like, Swiss cheese pass defense but have, like, high turnover. Um, they're, you know, have, have good turnover numbers to them. So that's my main question with Michigan State. Um, for Michigan, I do – I wonder how they'll look uh, throwing the ball against some of these better teams only because we just haven't seen it. Um, so I am less concerned with the run game um, than I am about, like – uh, you know, specifically, I guess the Wisconsin game, because I don't see it being much of an issue this week. But like, if you have uh, Cade throwing the ball twelve times a game, you're probably not going to be able to do that against Wisconsin. Um, you know, you're going to need some more big plays through the air. So I'm just wondering how how that's going to go, and how like the receivers and him are going to adjust to some more big time game speed pressure. It's not saying that they can't do it. I just haven't uh, seen it yet, and uh, I'd be a little bit. Uh, worried about throwing him into a situation where, you know, now now you have to do it or you have to make this play without uh, at least a, a little bit of practice, um, oh, come on. you know, o- o- opening it up more. You were all doing so well. What? I, Ryan just did the thing. He's not throwing the ball, so it's a concern. It's it's just it's uh, not. I, it's but it's I, right. I said a question. I didn't say a concern. Oh, rude! <laughs> Don't be like that. Well, it's so who, me or him? You saying? Oh, it's just right. Well, you it's know rude. how he gets. It's a. It's he's very bitter about yeah, it. Yeah, you know how I, I get. The, I choose stupid things like Northwestern to be Michigan State. <laughs> I can't really listen. To <laughs> get his ass. Oh my goodness. In the so, first uh, game of the season, no next question we have. Congratulations! Well, uh, you you did know nothing. That's for sure. <laughs> next question. Uh, oh next question. God. Yeah. The the next question that we We're have moving on. is: Are you ready to make any bold proclamations, uh, like not. Northwestern beating Michigan State? Uh, but are you ready to make any bold proclamations? We just talked about how you know how much we didn't know, or how much uh, how how many questions that we had still remaining about these teams. Are there things that you think you know? For sure, going yep. like the rest of the way. Oh yeah, for sure, I do. Here, 100%. here's here's the bold prediction that I'm willing to go. This is as far as I will go. Oh boy. Let me look up one thing real quick. Oh God, come <laughs> on. Um, if Michigan scores more points, no, they stop. will win. Um, I think October 30th will be a battle of undefeated teams. Oh, hey. same, 100%. I agree as well. I, why are you guys so bullish? I don't get it. Ah, like, it's I, catching I on. Really, hey. So it's, it's crazy because, like, I, both teams have had a dream start to the season. Like, it, this start has been perfect for both teams. No matter what you thought coming I in, I just think our schedule is kind of easy, to be honest. 
for us. Schedules are schedules of uh, your future schedule. You're talking. I'm talking about the, I, up until the Michigan game. Our road to get to undefeated to there is not that hard. It's just not. It is. It is. It is easier for you guys. I, what at Indiana's probably the hardest game. Yeah, but we've already proven. I don't, we, I don't have the schedule. Like, like okay. Yeah, they're home. Think, they're home against Nebraska. Home against yep. Western Kentucky at Rutgers yep. at Indiana. Yep. And here's the here's the thing. So I'm. Da- I think Derek King is a be- is a better dual threat quarterback than Penix is, and we shut Derek King down. So I'm not. I'm what not is with that. what is with? I don't understand. And I don't know if because it's kind of a quarterback-starved league, but people are so early to anoint Big Ten quarterbacks that are not good. I mean, like, constantly. Oh, I mean, you're, you mean about so how it, Penix all of a sudden dropped off after everybody thought he was going to win the Heisman? It's not just him. Adrian Martinez, every Penn State quarterback Every ever. Michigan like, quarterback. All the, yeah, all the time. All the time, it's like, okay, oh, these man. quarterbacks are are, are going to be like the next Dylan big McCaffrey thing before they've done anything. On it, Graham Mertz. On it, Graham Mertz. Graham Mertz was another one. You guys need to stop. Need to stop. We're just, about we're just helping We're helping you out. After, after, they've, after they've after they've played they games, you. but before they've done Dylan anything. McCaffrey. Yeah. Milton had not played any games. Okay, no, but projections. It's still projections the same. on recruits are not the same oh, as this guy has seen the field. Uh, and you think whatever. They're be good. That's I get your different. point. But either way, I but am with AJ. It's super weird. One hundred percent. Like Penix sucks. Um, I, I'm gonna make my my bold proclamation is gonna be received as pure hatred, but it's oh, not. Good God. It's mm. just I don't it's a, think a good preface mm, is as solid <laughs> as solid as these teams have looked so far. I do think less has changed than the perception. Like less has changed in reality. <sighs> You're than exhausted. what is perceived to have changed. I think Michigan has no problem with Michigan State on October 30th. Oh my I, I think I think it is a double-digit win, <laughs> and I do not think it is much of an issue. So you're laughing, and I will bet you on that. Oh my God. No, you're just protecting your wallet now. Oh, That's what happened. dude, Jesus Christ. That's the opposite of protecting my wallet. Oh, How is that protecting no my Paul, the only way... No the only no, way... You're already in too deep. The only way I could even, like come close to it's not the only way i think we are a much better team. No, 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 you, did, you, on, you have it. no idea what i was just going to say so how do you even know yeah that you're aj finish come on the, well it's, it's paul the only way i could come close to towing the line of maybe agreeing with you is if michigan goes into wisconsin and wins by double digits i see i don't if we lose to wisconsin by a nope. touchdown that doesn't change oh, my absolutely opinion of that game Okay, in fairness, you also bet me that Michigan State wouldn't beat you in six years, and I won in year two. So, on a fluke, congratulations! I don't give a shit. Last year was you, not you a fluke. Wait, 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 hold on. Six hold on. Years? I, have a, I, have a, I have a question for you. Is a fluke still a win? Yes. Because if it is, shut up. And last year's Michigan State loss was not a fluke. Uh, also, no, well, no, uh, no, no, no. It was one hundred percent. No, no, I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, so were they. <laughs> like... You guys were a bad team last year, but it wasn't like no, you no, lost. No, no, that was our worst team. That was our so worst I, team since Right, Bobby. but when I hear him say, again, be, when I hear him say too. that it's a fluke, and that makes me think of, like, trouble with the snap. Well, well right, it was but a that's fluky his connotation. Loss, but when hold I on. say trouble, trouble with the snap, Michigan State deserved to win more than they deserved to win okay, last year. I, not in the well, way that they played Michigan. Yeah, they deserved to win that game the way they no, played. I know you agree with that, Dylan, because – 
you have at least some no, semblance no, I, of I just understanding. Under, I just understand that we got away with highway robbery, which sure. is all the but more. I, I also want. But I want to point out something that I think is exceptionally important. In your bet with Ryan for North Carolina last year, didn't count. I'm aware. I, but I it counted for us. A, a, a fake season counted for our bet, but with Ryan, you get, hey, it doesn't matter. You gave it well, up. No, well, look, so last year, the, because there wasn't there last wasn't year, there, con, wasn't there wasn't division, so that's why. If they had divisions, we would have. I mean, you could have you could have taken record on, in the traditional divisions. No, you could have said, okay, no, these are the teams in the division stop, who, had, who stop, would have been in that stop, game. Stop, you could have done no, that. No, it was could have. I didn't think of it, so, <laughs> oh, so, so we didn't do it. Here's, here's part of the reason why but I'm anyway, mentioning not, the That's not important. No, but, stop. But Let me respond to your thing because you are being ridiculous. Like, I even – okay, I am not even stating that your contention that Michigan is better than State is incorrect. I don't understand what the history of the series has told you to make you believe that you're in, innately – like, I'm just saying on any given – matchup between us that you'll win by double digits it doesn't happen that often even when you are better that's my problem i don't even necessarily know if i'm going to agree with you or not that's not the case okay it's this the well, way you the laughed game at me. is no i'm la- you laugh i am because you laugh i am because i would never say that for me or you other than in a state in a situation like so 13 I have, or 16. i have a couple things that's just absurd one because you're on the road one, one. the question was the question was, do you have any bold predictions? I guess you, okay. if you're not so, pretending it's bold, I guess. Yeah, fair enough. So if <laughs> I don't really have much, I, I don't have a lot that I can project on these teams based on what I've seen so far that has changed. Like, I don't think Michigan's going to suddenly beat Ohio State. So that's I, not, I, I know that might be your bold prediction, <laughs> but that I can't do that because that's, that's not correct for me. I don't, looking at Michigan State's schedule, I, outside... I think they're going to win the Indianas of the world and Nebraska's of the world. I think they're still going to lose to Penn State, right? So I just don't have a lot of bold predictions for either team other than perception-wise right now, the general public right now sees these teams as even. They are. Right? The same. I think they like, are. Everyone sees, everyone sees these teams as even. The AP rankings have these teams ranked one spot apart, okay? We Me personally, I'm not there. I think Michigan is clearly better than Michigan State. And that's not a knock on Michigan State. It's not. Like, everyone expected Michigan State to be bad coming into the season. So even if Michigan State is better than bad, they can, they can, yes, they do 100%. But even if Michigan State is better than bad, they can still be double digits worse than Michigan. Right now, every projection, like actual, whether it's S&P Plus, FEI, F Plus, Sagrin, they still agree with my contention that Michigan is quite a bit better. This is a bold take. And on top of that, so you you earlier this podcast straight up said, stop talking about past teams. Stop talking about history. These are new teams. This is this year. Listen, Mel Tucker doesn't know bleep about this rivalry. Half of your for winning. squad oh! of transfers, the, big, the biggest reason that you guys are improved vastly from last year is because half of your squad is transfers from all over the land. They don't have the hatred for Michigan ingrained in them. No, you you don't know. That's fine. But what I'm saying is you you pointed to this rivalry being the like the rivalry that's there in the history of this game and all the games are close. This is not a traditional roster for MSU. These are not players that grew up hating Michigan. They had it ingrained in them to hate Michigan to come with that emotional energy. On top of that, this Michigan team 
has all of that this season. Last year is something that fueled them all summer, all through fall camp. They're going to East Lansing, a Lansing, not Lansing. to win a freaking football game, no, they, they but don't even to know make our players' names. State, <laughs> to make a statement. The, no, oh, Joe Milton's man. gone. So Joe Milton ain't here. Joe Milton's ass got shipped to Tennessee to get benched. Oh, all right, man. so. This team is not going to East Lansing to win a football game. They're going to East Lansing to make a statement. And so you have a motivated team coming into this rivalry game that I think is that much better than MSU right now. That's my bold prediction. They win by double I'm not going to lie. I don't think that's off the cuff. I'm not going to lie. This is the most sound your logic has been about that opinion that you say every year. So... I mean, it's not. Uh, I don't even know what to do with it. Well, I, I'm trying to give you credit because I, I, you make points where I'm like, you know what? You're not wrong in the way you feel. I mean, we can't know how the state players are going to be, but like them being transfers, whatever. Yeah, okay, I, I get that. I can, I can see, especially Mel only being here for two years. I, I, I get what you're putting down, and I think that it's more sound logically than like. I'll be honest, you do do this every year, where you always say, oh my god, Michigan is two scores better than State, and then it winds uh, up being a tight game just because that's just uh, how it so, goes. So the the only pushback with Mel Tucker is he, he did coach before at Michigan State, and he coached at Ohio State. That's true. So he probably knows a bit about hating Michigan. He does. Also, uh, well, <laughs> hey, all, all, Paul, all Paul is saying in that instance is that we don't know their mentality enough for to be like for sure because they could come out flat, I, which I think I, I, I think okay, that fine. Michigan is clearly going to. So you couldn't I don't think you could ever say it in the Mark Antonio era. I think clearly this season. Michigan has the mental chip on the shoulder edge. Well, yeah, naturally, because game. you lost a game you which, should have never lost last year, which you can you couldn't say. For most of the last X amount of games. And yes. then on top of that, I think Michigan is that much better. And that I don't want to get into the I whole I, I'm like, all right, hold I on. also don't I don't want to get into the whole home and away thing and somehow you guys play worse at home in this series as of late. It's because of the whole but chip thing. Also a thing. I don't no, know. We, it's we've weird. also been bad. Like the Harbaugh is two and oh in East Lansing against some really bad Michigan State teams. It's true as well. And so the the there was the three and nine team I know in sixteen. I which was no, the no, other no. one? It, 18, the, I assume. Throw the records out. They were all bad teams. <laughs> they were. I mean, they I, were. I just don't remember. Assuming 18 yeah, the, was the other the, year, which I'm yeah, pretty sure the, it was, I don't remember. I don't remember how good Michigan State was. They are all bad. It doesn't matter. They're all It has been the end of Mark's tenure was not great. All right, bold proclamations. AJ, what's your bold He already said. If you have He already one. said it. He said they'll both be undefeated. Oh. So now it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And to double is, down right. on that, I think it's a one-possession win for Michigan. <laughs> oh, screw oh, yes. I, I'll be, I mean, I don't disagree whatsoever with AJ. That's not bold. How is that bold? I mean, it's not bold. That's that. That I will also agree. But that's as um, bold. No. But the question was not what are your bold predictions. It's are you willing to make a bold prediction? Which he's not. The, that's true. So you just you really just predi- say I don't Yeah, the boldest any. prediction yeah. I'm willing to make is that they'll both be undefeated going into right. East Lansing. My bold prediction is thus twofold. Number one, I think that the Michigan State Michigan game on October 30th, yes, we will both be un- undefeated. I also think it is going to be one of the most evenly played games, maybe, of the entire series. I don't know if there's ever been a situation where we have been this close, like, in just some total. 
it's either been that Michigan has been leaps and bounds better than us or the inverse. It's very rare where we're on a close to even footing, which is where I do disagree with Paul a lot. I, I think that this is going to be one of the most evenly matched games that you'll ever see these two teams play. Now, the other thing, and this may lead to my kind of feeling about how that game will go, but I think that Michigan's game against Penn State will be Ohio State 2016. That is the conference winner, whoever wins. Wow. I, I cannot handle Dylan being this optimistic. It, it, being I this just, optimistic about Michigan? <laughs> I, I can't handle about, it. No, everything. That's what I can't handle. Every, no, listen. Dylan is out here saying Michigan is a Big Ten contender and is going to be OSU. And then also thinks that Michigan State is pretty much just as good as Michigan, like on even ground. It's 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 the package of he just thinks both of these teams are so solid. I Dylan is literally Eeyore for like the five, seven, I don't even know how many years we've been friends. Been Dylan is time. the Eeyore of the group. <laughs> He is the negative Nancy. This is too much. Okay. Where is this coming from? It won't be. Five, later, a month and a half ago, Dylan wasn't watching college football because it was stupid. Hey, and everything that I was complaining about this year has proven a lot. You, you, can't, you cannot tell me that change has not been in the winds in the sport. It is, there is a lot going on here, which I'm hyped for. It's exciting. I also, it is very exciting. I, also, I just picking, can't handle I also it. Don't, I was picking Franklin or Harbaugh to win the conference. I also really don't think you want to hear what I think Penn State will do to you in that matchup. But that's no. It's I wouldn't even be mad if you're like Penn State's going to. I think Penn State. Like, I think right, it. We're not ready. That's. Fine. I actually think it may be worse than the Saquon game, which you know I called way in advance as well. Um. Hold on. I think it may be worse because I think Sean Cliff. I am not kidding. I after seeing the game that Sean Clifford ah, just shit. played, it's it is at Michigan State. God dang it! Or I'm sorry, it is it in Happy Valley. Yep. And I think I think first off, Sean Clifford is bar none the best Penn State quarterback since Michael Robinson. I think he's better. And on top of that, that defense is the only one capable of even slowing your run game down. I think in the conference, uh, I don't think that's going to be. Pretty. Oh, shout out for uh, Kerry Coombs already losing play calling duties at Ohio State. That's okay. I also another bold prediction. I think Ohio State ends. So funny. I think Ohio State has a chance of ending the season with single digit wins. Um. So let's not. I wouldn't be surprised. It no. I I almost expect Ohio State to drop another game before they play Michigan. And so at that point, you think that we can beat Ohio State? Oh, I think that They're I wrong. think They're that that I think the all of the years are coming back to really open up the the, the cavity. See, I I think I think Ohio State is as vulnerable as they've ever right? been. I just don't think Michigan is there yet. That's the problem. Like if this was 2018 or 2016, Michigan playing this Ohio State team, then I would feel much differently. But I don't. I just don't see this Michigan team being ready I, yet. Now things can change. In fairness, but, uh, I would also say that my opinion about the Ohio State game is more of a detriment on them than a praise on you. On Ohio State, so. yes, it, which I get. I think we agree a lot about what Ohio State is. I just oh, they are awful, and it sucks. It's going to be a gut punch when we lose to them by ten at home because oh my god, it's I I that it. Mm-hmm. 
AJ's never going to say it, but I think that he feels the same way I do. About what? This, you can't even speak it out loud if you do feel that way, if you're a Michigan That's fan. Right. You just have to it's wait till su- it happens, I, and then you can talk about thing. it. Did I feel... That, like Ohio you State. have the bet. This is your best chance to beat Ohio State in five years. No, not five. Yeah, 2016. That, we literally that was five beat years them. ago, and we didn't because yeah. they had more points at the end of the game than we did. So, hey, very, very true. <laughs> I, I'm saying that before the game itself, this is the one that I think is absolutely the best. I don't count 2016 because of what happened. Basically a toss-up, whatever. Outside of that year, this is the that was best That was the year that, that JT got the first down on fourth down, right? Yeah. We're going to be favored by three points at home, lose by ten. We're going to have had a good season, nine wins, and the media still going to kill us, and it, it, the fans are still going to be pissed. It's going to be miserable. How, how bleak. I so disagree. Yeah, who's the Eeyore now? All right, Jesus Christ! I, I think you're going like ten and two at worst. I'm being realistic. I think you're going ten and two. A ten and two would be in ten and two this year would be like such. I don't know what to tell you. You're season. playing like I do in Madden. How can I not respect that? <laughs> I told you you were gonna. I said it at the beginning of the season. Yeah, this is such I a Dylan team. Like this offense. Oh my God, it's beautiful. Ryan, what is your bold proclamation besides the fact that Michigan State's winning the Natty? <laughs> So, not only are they going to win the national championship, but uh, Kenneth Walker is going to win the award that was named after his great-grandfather, Doak. Oh, yeah. I think that one's pretty... I don't even think that's good, to be honest. Are you memeing, or are they actually related? Uh, Probably not. No, No, maybe not, but... but, I mean, I guess guess they might be. Him winning uh, the Doak Walker, I think, is almost a foregone conclusion to me. Not after three I weeks. Do. Get and the heck I, out of no, no, here! No, no, trying. What other backs would you give? Would you say are even in his realm right now? Michigan's got two of them. Um, no, no, no. But Blake no. Corum's better. Well, I, stop! What are you doing? You know that's not what this you is. You asked the question. Based on not only your scheme and they share carries, I, I'm saying for an award to be voted on. This dude, by press, by stats, and everything else, has a huge margin on the rest of the pack. So much I so that, that, that media so and press, that after That's his 275-yard game, didn't even recognize him as a player of the week. That press? That's the one you're talking about? It- they're gonna be recognized. I'm just saying. I hold on. I also don't. I also don't get where this huge lead is coming from. Both Corum. And Walker oh, have 400 God. and some rushing yards. Walker has more. No, no, no. This is important because you said he has this huge. Lead. I'm saying in they perception. They both have over 400 yards rushing. I'm not talking. Like I'm they not both, even arguing. They both have over 400 yards no rushing. No one is talking they about them both in the same averaging, way. They're just not. They're both averaging eight and a half yards a carry. Blake has seven touchdowns. Actually, eight if you include receiving. There we go. And Walker has, I think, like beautiful four. fan resume. I don't care. That's not what I said. It's just not. Well, I. What you're saying is not true. So, whatever. But I, it's not important. Um, one thing I do want to throw out real quick before we wrap up college. I mean, and Ryan's not done. He, NFL he was schedule. Memeing. Oh, God dang it. No, he was done, wasn't no. he? No, I wasn't done. You guys just uh, hopped in and started yelling. <laughs> oh. No! Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you recording? What up, webheads? Yes, I'm back. Yes, I'm recording. But Ryan, do your thing. So, peace.
<laughs> so he is going to win the award named after his great-grandfather. And this one, not so bold, but I said it before oh, yeah. it started getting all this hype oh, and advertising. Yeah. I agree. So I'm claiming it anyway. Uh, Michigan State's night game against Nebraska is going to be the best atmosphere that Spartan Stadium no, has I, I'm, I'm since with they I played Oregon. I have a genuine question. And that that's not super bold anymore because it's it's being expected and pimped out that way. But uh, but 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 I had it first. I can tell you. What is it about this game? Because Nebraska. Sucks. I will tell you. No, easy, it, easy. I know what you're asking. I will tell you. Why is it that this game is the one that's going to bring us back? There's two reasons. First off. You know as well as I, Nebraska has been a pain since we joined the conference. They're pricks, I hate them, and the fan base hates them for the same reasons, because they beat us when they shouldn't have on bullshit. They beat us in 2014 at home. They've, they've be, I mean, they've kind of owned our ass, to be honest. They have. 2015 when he stepped out of bounds. By, by 50 miles, he was in Colorado before he came back. I don't want to hear that shit. No, but that's part of it is that Nebraska as an opponent, like, we do hate them. Yeah, we Colorado do. getting shut and up. And then on top of that, bet, just bet the energy. Bet you it up, huh? Like, it's just that even when we were getting night games like Ryan was alluding to after 2015, we were getting night games, right? We were getting Michigan and Ohio State and Penn State. But it, there just there wasn't a vibe. Mark was dead, and we all knew it. And the players. But shouldn't is like shouldn't October thirtieth be a night game? No, they never will because of safety reasons. It'll never happen again. Yeah, there's a, see, it's that is a statue see, by the school because you can you have the option to make it a night game because it's not in November. So the the yeah, way the like rights work, like in November, both schools have to agree to be a night right. game. Um. But in October, which it's at the end of October, they don't. And I would think, like, that's the game that I would circle for this atmosphere. No, because we, listen, it won't be a night it's game. It's not. And it just won't. This isn't something that Ryan is purporting. The feeling around the fan base from everything I've seen is, yes, this is the game. Like, this is the atmosphere. This is, like, gonna, it's going to be just crazy. And we're going to beat the crap I, out of a team that... Uh, All right, so you've answered my question. I mean, and, and I was why just, wait, right? I was it's, just it's curious. It's a night game. We're three and zero. We're ranked for you know. It, we we didn't right. we didn't think we'd be ranked this year. Uh, and everybody's just super hyped. And again, like I it's a game. Even, a I don't game even want to talk to about my like your, your high school homecoming night. Team to play, you play some really and the weather teams. was horrible. And like, oh, we're, we're going to beat the <laughs> dog shit out of them. But it's well, no, no, we weren't even we weren't even that bad. We just for whatever reason. We were oh, average, you, so you guys, we you guys were the, the team, team the other teams for our homecoming for no reason, and the weather was horrible. On top of it, it was just a miserable time. It was Ryan. It was Ryan, would you like, agree with my contention that <laughs> it being Nebraska does help? Bishop Sycamore. Ah, wow. um, I actually don't think it being Nebraska helps. I think I, I think no that. matter who it was, um, I just think it's it's at night. They're doing obviously the. The, the strike crowd shit, um, and it's our first time that we've gotten to fill up seventy, whatever it is, um, no seventy plus thousand people, because obviously we couldn't do it last year. Um, and you know the energy after Miami, uh, and you know yeah, kind of why wait? Like if 
Michigan's going to be a hype atmosphere too um, if things break the way that, you know, like AJ thinks they'll break. But, like, for, for the here and now, um, this Saturday is going to well, be – And that, that answers my question. Nuts. So it's more about the context around the program than it is the opponent. I I think the opponent does have a factor. Yeah. I do. For me. Maybe it's just me projecting. And I wouldn't discount that. I won't discount that because I – listen – who, there are not many teams more hateable than Nebraska. Right, and they've been a pain in the not. ass. Rex Burkhead. And then, yes, then right. you add. I mean, listen, we don't. Michigan hasn't. Certainly not under Scott Frost. I don't. I don't know if Michigan's lost to Nebraska since they joined the. The Big most Ten. equal for uh, you guys a, is probably in the Iowa days. in terms of like but that thorn in your side. I, what I'm getting at though is like, we hate Nebraska, and they haven't even been a problem for us uh, at least recently. Right. So I, yeah. I I do get it. Like they're just they're a very hateable program. And I mean, wouldn't you yeah. love to and be the nail? And in... there's a there's a different dynamic though with the Michigan Nebraska hatred. It was two of the powerhouses before prime time. You know when all this stuff changed in the 2000s. So when you go back in history in the 70s and the 80s and all that, it was Nebraska down there. It was Michigan up here. And they had that hatred. You know, you share the 98 title, all the Nebraska fans saying, you barely beat Washington State. All the Michigan fans saying, Washington State would have thumped the tape Peyton Manning in Tennessee too. But what about Colorado? So there's that Colorado extra too. kind of hatred for you guys at least. No, it's gar- garbage. Scott what? Frost is garbage. Well, no, we both played Colorado that season. Yeah, I was confused oh. dude, for a second. It's it's all right. I know. No, it's yeah. it's ingrained in me. The... Sorry, I don't know the nineteen ninety seven ninety eight Michigan. I, I, listen, I do. Every single game. I know you probably whooped on us, and I know you escaped the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, which is an accomplishment because Michigan and Pasadena doesn't really listen, work out that well. Traveling to the West for Coast for us is hard. It's not for us. Okay, like it really is. I, yeah. It's, it's even harder when you have to play a team from it's, California. Oh, oh my yeah. God! Not only but the games against USC are just nightmare fuel. Oh my God! Oof, yeah, they are. USC loved yeah. when they oh got my, the dude, right, No, when we even in the oh, early two thousand, they, 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 they pounded on uh, on the. Uh, oh my God! What the fuck, Lloyd Carr? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We we went out there a couple oh, times yeah, in the early two thousands. We got we. I I'm trying to think. Didn't didn't Reggie Bush have a monster game against us? Oh yes, him? he did. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, that's uh, like, why um no i don't think he hang on hold up no usc during reggie bush did not face michigan they were they were facing off Wait, for the national championships not not every michigan wasn't there no 2006 uh okay well the, sorry during reggie bush's years uh they split one with lsu they won one on their own and they lost well, who the was there in 06 bush wasn't there in 06 no the, hang, bush was that was the texas year hang on Michigan went to the Rose Bowl right around that time, lost to Texas the year before Texas beat USC in the national right. championship game at the Rose Bowl. We, we went in 06. Well, technically, technically January 1st is 07. So the- SC beat the living crap out of Oklahoma. Okay. Yeah, 07, Paul, they beat the crap out of Michigan at yeah, the Rose Bowl, but I think Bush was already gone. That's what I couldn't remember if Bush, yeah, Bush was there. That was, that was Bush's not. rookie year. Okay, so it was. Yeah, right. they went to. Oh, hang on. Sorry. Sorry, my bad. You're right. They uh, the 04 Rose yeah. Bowl, so the 03 Bush season. Bush was there, yeah. Was that C Michigan? I told yeah, so you. it was right before Oklahoma and then I Texas. thought so. I thought so, but I wasn't a hundo because it was a long my time fault. ago. I thought right. I, I knew about the one after, but I thought there was I thought it was before Reggie Bush. So maybe he was there. That would have been his freshman year. I don't know how much PT yeah, he got. Probably not much. Right? Because he yes, did he did he three did. years at SC, right? Bush? 
I mean, he was Reggie freaking Bush, dude. No, I know. But SC has some good running backs throughout those 2000s also. So, and that really, that really lends credence to what Ryan was saying. That really lends credence to what Ryan was saying. <laughs> no box score available. What the? Yeah. What? Well, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's like. No. I don't know. I see a touchdown by Lendale White in this oh, game. But I don't big see any Bush. Love that man. <laughs> yeah, no scores by Bush. Well, okay. We just missed Bush murdering us, I guess. Like before he was a thing and then after he was a thing. But he was alive during yeah, that game. That's so whack. SC, number one in the AP and coaches. Third in the BCS. Ass out of the natty. But I think this was the year that they were the AP national champion. Yep. And then they beat up on Oklahoma the following year. Yeah, this yeah, this, so this is the year they split it with LSU. LSU won the BCS beating Oklahoma. Yeah, when Jason and White SC looked won like it he was going, stuck I think undefeated the whole game. And was thumping so, you. That was so I mean, you know, crazy. it's 28-14. So, it's not an embarrassment of a game by Michigan. So LSU won the, won the actual national championship. championship. Okay, the, you I, the actual you go back and look at those teams. You put SC up against LSU, who wins that game? It ain't LSU. <laughs> Oh, who won well, the hold actual on. National you can argue that the AP is the actual national championship. It kind of always has been. No. Yeah, that's why Michigan State, Notre Dame, and Alabama Not have claimed like, way more titles than they actually have. Yeah. Well, they also claim <laughs> things right. from obscure polls. So it's, too, it's like you don't. It's it's no the Guardian from nineteen twenty. We don't. No, we legitimately don't. I know how much credence we give yeah, to Paul pro. Shared uh, that already. Football focus. Did I share? But they have the college running backs ranked, and Quorum's the highest ranked running back right now. I but this ninety one and a half. Oh my god! Even, even though Charbonnet had six carries, behind like another former Michigan guy. Um, Charbonnet. So he did. <laughs> it's not that it was I, not I, a lie. This this is the thing that I hate. One one thing doesn't have to be bad. You can right? like PFF's pro things. football no, focus. Like you can say that. Uh, you can say that Quorum and Walker are both very good running backs. Well, I. Uh, PFF All right, Lions time. Uh, so. I'm going to step. I got to charge my phone. <laughs> Wait, what? what? That's the next thing on the You guys thing. haven't even gotten to the Lions yet? No. Well, hold on. I think we should I think we should do picks no, first. No, so we're no, we're, we're actually scrapping that because it's going to be uh evergreen content oh my because God. the Lions are going to be Actually, bad yeah, for, let's no, scrap. For, I agree. Let's time. scrap the Lions. Okay. Um, I agree. Let's Matt, scrap. Matt, we the have we have Dylan hey, and so. Paul on this. The Lions are doing what we want them to do. They're losing. I don't, what so what's there to say about, about the Lions? Yeah, what there's yeah, nothing to say. Yeah, don't care what you want down there. They do what they've always I want Justin Fields not on the field. God damn it. Yeah, well, too bad every single person they pay to put on TV says they uh, want him on the field. Uh, you, you, I know, you're you're, you're, you're a party of one. What? What? Says the guy who was over the moon when they drafted him. AJ, here's the thing. I have said this since the jump. Everybody can corroborate this. I do not want him to see the field until he absolutely has to. I can love him, but not want him to see the field. That is a natural. Yeah, thing. Dylan is smart. Dylan is smart. Yeah. Chicago fans well, don't. Uh, and also, no, you know what's even more stupid? You know what's. Andy Dalton has been playing fine, by no, the way. No, you know what's pissing me off the most? They have fields coming in, well, and I then mean, I think Maggie is out there in public to the press guy. saying when Dalton is healthy, he's going to be the starter, which I agree, Paul, that he's been playing fine. 
But, like, why are you saying that? Don't say that in public. Just shut up, man. Come on. No. I'm not saying that it's going to work or is correct. I'm just saying that in his mind, he may think he's taking pressure off of Fields. No, he's making it infinitely worse. Well, but so Fields, Fields is not. So, but what he is publicly saying is Fields is not playing for the starting job right now. Like, if Fields shits the bed, he doesn't lose the job because he never had it. And if he's amazing, it, it doesn't put any pressure on anybody. It's, it doesn't To matter. me, it reeks like, of non-confidence in public, which you can't have. Whether or not it's his job or not, just shut up. Although, I will say, if that's so the case, So to those picks we not? were going to make because we have 24 minutes. We're doing it. Why not just start Nick Foles? All right, right. There has been talk about that. I actually think that's the move. Uh, to the good. picks. All right, we're doing the picks. Uh, Matt <laughs> has joined us, despite as you hey, guys hey. have obviously noticed. And you know what, Ryan? For... Ryan knows why. Ryan knows why very well. It's one of our it's one of our best lines from one of our favorite movies. Because Ryan, we the voices, and you know, they want the voices. I mean, <laughs> you are the voice. Everyone does know Matt has the best voice by far on this podcast, evidenced by his explosive radio career uh well matt does not have a little bit like the challenger but yeah explosive's good what matt has not had is the correct picks thus far uh matt and aj they need a big turnaround this week because both of them it wasn't horrible in college they went two and three last week in college they somehow picked every nfl game wrong that's impressive, guys. That's not great, though, when you go 2-8. and eight. Hey, hey, look, I, I didn't know that Ben Roethlisberger was going to hit the cliff this past but weekend. that's one game. I thought he still that had some time. One game. That's one game. Look, I thought for the last eight minutes, the Lions were going to do what they did last time and just, you know, make it annoying. <laughs> All five wrong. Not great. It's just, it's not great work. You guys were both 500. Now you're 12-18. Well, pick 18. better games. What can I say? Not I picked the hardest games for a reason. Uh, now you guys are 12 and 18, 400, tied for last place. Um, we got Ryan uh, is in fourth place, I guess technically is how this would work. Uh, he he inversed. He was 500 last week, 4 and 1 in college, just 1 and 4 in the NFL, uh, 14 and 16, just under 500. Don in a clean 500, 15 and 15 after also going 500 on the week. So he's just steady Eddie coin flip. Dylan missed the first week of picks, so it's kind of kind of fake oh, news. Uh, he's eleven and nine God on the season, just over five hundred. But Dylan had an excellent college week, going five and zero. Oh. Dylan is not the only one that went five and zero oh in college this last week, though. Myself, myself. Not only did I go five and zero oh in college last week, I went five and zero oh in college the week before. I am on a ten zero oh streak in college, yeah. unprecedented for the podcast. You're also uh, on a 10-0 streak for this introduction in minutes. <laughs> hey, you need to chill. You guys asked how you were doing? I'm giving how everyone's doing. 2-3 and three in the NFL last week, so 7-3 and three on, the, on the week. 18-12 and 12 overall, leading everybody at a 600 batting average for the season. I am really happy because this is the first time we've had all of us here for picks this, this week. I don't even care who starts or how chaotic this is. I'm just happy for it. And we open with what should be a really fun college game against... It would be great if both teams could lose, but they can't. Uh, 12th-ranked Notre Dame travels to Camp Randall, the place that I am very scared of going to. They're playing in Soldier Field. 
Okay. You know what? Thank you for that, actually, because I didn't have time. I thought it might be a neutral site, and I didn't have time to look it up, and I saw Wisconsin listed as the home team, um, which actually makes no sense at all. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Madison's campus is actually closer. Maybe. I don't know. Either way, it's irrelevant because it's listed matter. as a home Wisconsin team. Wisconsin so is six-and-a-half-point favorites on the worst field in college football, apparently. Uh, yeah, uh, Wisconsin six and a half point favorites. That seems like too much for me. Notre Dame hasn't looked great, but uh, neither has Wisconsin. Uh, so I'll take the Irish with the points. Super easy because Wisconsin can't score in the red zone at all. So it's going to be ND to cover. Yeah, I'm riding that train as well. So give me give me the fight in Irish. I'm bucking the trend. I think Wisconsin comes to play in this one. Notre Dame. Uh, has not looked great, neither has Wisconsin. But Notre Dame was supposed to look great. They haven't looked great. Uh, games have gone down to the wire time and time again. Even with Purdue game, they didn't really slap them like they, people thought they were going to. Uh, so I'll go with the Badgers on this one. You are right, Matt. You are going entirely against the trend. Even Don knows enough to take Notre Dame in this game. Listen, you're right. Notre Dame has not looked good this season. But six and a half points against... Uh, it's a soldier field. Like, it's not like it's at Camp Randall. It's not like Wisconsin has been incredible. You saw the defensive slugfest they had with Penn State. I, I would love for Notre Dame to lose this game by a million, but I just, I, I, you got, I don't see it. They got, they're looking ahead to Michigan. You got a tough game with Notre Dame that's kind of a road game, kind of not. Six and a half points is a ton to me. I think Notre Dame, as much as I hate them, is better than they've shown. And everybody else does. It's just you on an island, Matt. And that takes us ahead. The filler before Michigan-Wisconsin, which will be a Camp Randall, Michigan hosts a much-improved Rutgers team first. Remember, this Rutgers team, which took a very different Michigan team, to the wire last season, triple overtime, is to the wire as it can get. Just a season later, Michigan is hosts 20-point home favorites. Yeah, I mean, Rutgers, they played uh, two pretty bad teams. I don't know what Syracuse is, but Rutgers only won by 10. Michigan has been running the ball on bad teams. I expect that to continue, so I'll take uh, Michigan to cover. I don't need to sound smart on this. The number does it for me. Michigan by 6,000. Yeah, I mean, I'm riding that train, too. I picked against Michigan last week. I'm not going to do that this week. Um, Rutgers, when I checked, couldn't hit 200 yards of offense against Syracuse. Syracuse who might actually be worse than my Arizona Wildcats. That'd be a hell of a game. Might be 3-2. to two. Uh, Michigan by at least 21. This is this is the, probably the only time this will ever happen. It's definitely never happened before. You're I'm Rutgers? going against the entire podcast. <laughs> Everyone, even Don. I'm going against everybody in backing Rutgers here. I, one, I really, really believe in Greg Schiano or Rutgers. Yeah, now, I don't think they're job. ready yet, but I really believe in their ascension. And I, Michigan is fine. And Michigan can win this game by 17 and be fine. We got Wisconsin next week. I just want to get this game over with, get out healthy. I, I don't expect to tr- do a whole lot this game. I mean, we're going to run the ball a lot. It's going to be a short game. We're going to pass oh a little God. bit. Is Rutgers is going to put up a fight for a while. I have to back Rutgers here. 20 points is a lot to me in this game. That's all you had to say. We have a surprise good matchup in the SEC. Arkansas has come out of nowhere to be maybe decent. 16th ranked Arkansas hosting 7th ranked 
fighting Jimbo Fishers, five-and-a-half-point home dogs. Uh, Arkansas was once coached by John L. Smith, and only one team that was coached by John L. Smith is allowed to be ranked. So Arkansas is about to lose and lose big. Go Aggies. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is a neutral site game at AT&T Stadium. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, they've been playing it this is. matchup. Jesus Christ. They've been doing they've this been doing for a uh, like decade plus. Like uh, since 2010, is that the Cowboys stadium? This is what happens when I. This is what happens when I rush the yeah, picks. Jesus then it's kind of a home game for Texas A&M, almost. Uh, I am Closer. going to pick A&M. It will be. I, I, A&M had a scare against Colorado in a neutral site, but if they wanted to and get the speed going, they're going to be able to blitz, the blitz Arkansas. So I'll take the Aggies. Ryan had the Aggies ball, right? Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah, I'm going to ride that train uh, to. Um, Arkansas already had their big win against Texas. I don't think they continue that momentum. I'm either going to be looking great after this week or really, really stupid. I'm riding the Razorbacks. The Razorbacks? I mean, not no one has played like... Yeah, that's what Arkansas is. I know, I know. No one has played like really good competition yet, but I mean, their their schedule strength is like 150. And that's with playing Texas. And the thing about playing Texas is the longer the year goes on, the worse the win, win against Texas looks. Remember when Maryland beat Texas? Do we remember that? Wait, what's a and schedule between Penn I, State, listen, I Colorado, said, and New Mexico? I said, too long, you say. Come on. I said, said nobody's, nobody's played great competition. But I, Arkansas, it's cute. But Dylan said it. Or Ryan, someone said it. They already had their scare against Colorado. I did. Uh Colorado State, I believe, wasn't it? It was Colorado. No, it was Colorado. It was Colorado? Oh, God. Awful. Uh, they're yeah, they going to win by 20 in this game. Uh, Arkansas is frauds. The game that everybody in East Lansing is waiting for, Ryan Ew. says, the game the game of the century. Never, ever been a better atmosphere in the 200-year history of Spartan football. Uh, Michigan State, five-point favorites at home under the lights against Nebraska. 20th-ranked. Michigan State opened at three. I thought it was missing a zero. Do that with what you will. Uh, it's going to be eight by Saturday. Give me Michigan State. Nebraska's coming into the woodshed. The woodshed to get chopped. Chop, 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 chop. <laughs> you need to stop saying that. That's Rutgers thing. Chop, 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 chop. My, uh, my tickets for the game are actually in the uh, close to the visitor section, and I will absolutely be drinking corn tears. State by a thousand. For all the talk we had earlier in the podcast, I don't think there's any way I could pick against Michigan State in this game. I mean, it's a one-touchdown game, and Nebraska has not been good since they were mistakenly handed a national championship with uh, Michigan <laughs> back in 1998. So, I mean, yeah, the worst mistake they did make was firing Bull Pelini, but Thank yeah, you. give me Welcome Michigan Welcome to State. the Church of Correct Opinions. I, I've been there. All right. Well, or Matt. Uh, <clears throat> so I want to apologize to my Spartan fandom for my pick last week. I wasn't believing in this team yet because I wasn't sure about this team yet. But going down in that heat, in that humidity in Miami, and Miami's not a world beater right now. They're definitely not what they once were. But neither are we. And we went down there and handled it and handled business in that second half. And... Nebraska, outside of a horrible 15-minute stretch with Illinois, 
have actually looked semi-decent. They gave Oklahoma all they could handle last week. Surprised the heck out of me with that one. But their run defense is still horrid. And from what I've seen through the first three games, our run offense looks pretty damn good, especially against so-so competition, which is exactly what Nebraska is. I like Michigan State in this one. I like them covering. I like a double-digit win. Go green. Go white. Yeah, buddy. This is one I have to go against my fancy advanced statistics. Uh, Nebraska is a bad football team. They've been a bad football team. And this is just something that the numbers don't have enough data to show this season. And that makes this pick absolutely unanimous. Uh, Even Don can't – even Don understands Nebraska so bad that he can't out-hate Michigan State more than Nebraska is bad. Michigan State in a landslide in a super hype atmosphere should look a lot like Michigan versus Washington did early this season. We close the college picks with one of, to me, the surprises on the season, a Kansas State team that has looked really, really good, uh, travels to Oklahoma State, and this one is just inexplicable to me. Inexplicable to me. I look at this line, and it's bonkers. Oklahoma State is six-point favorite in this game, and I, I don't well, understand why. You, you have Kansas, Kansas State, State as a six-point favorite. Uh, I fixed it. That's what I was looking up when I took my pause because I knew that was wrong. Got it. Well, uh, six-point favorite. Oklahoma is the one that's state. Oklahoma State is favored, yes, as I just said. All right. So, Oklahoma State favored or not, Barry Sanders still went there. Give me Barry. Give me the pokies. I'm not going to front. I don't know dick all about these teams other than that there's a mullet on one side, or used to be, I should say, mold on one side, so I will take Mike Gundy and uh, the Pokes. So Oklahoma State being favored actually changed my opinion because I thought that Oklahoma State being the underdog at home was actually going to cover. Um, Dylan, you had OK State? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Brian had... So, yep, OK State. OK I, State. Uh, so I... I I think it's a night game in Oklahoma, uh, at Oklahoma State. Give me them to give me Oklahoma State to come out and, and cover that spread. To, I don't care if this game is played yeah. at night, in the daytime, in the morning, on Mars. Neither one of these teams can pass the ball worth a damn. But Kansas State can run the ball, and they can really be good at stopping the ball, allowing less than two yards per carry so far on the young season. I'm going to take that for stats. I'm going to go with Kansas State for the flat-out win. I, I'm with Matt, and we're the only ones, and I, I just I don't get it <laughs> because I, even Don, after I updated the correct spread for him, was still all over OK State. OK State's not that good, and Kansas State – has earned that 25 ranking. They are a super solid team. I, six points is absurd to me. I don't understand how Oklahoma State is favored in this game, let alone six-point favorites. I will take that money line all day with Matt. And that concludes our college picks this season. Uh, on to the NFL. Uh, that's kind of a misnomer here because we actually start with a Detroit Lions game. And this is kind uh-huh. of in between uh, college in the NFL. Like we're not we're working our way toward the NFL. Baltimore eight-point favorites in Detroit. Yeah, big win on Sunday Night Football. Now they get a bye week against the Lions. Uh, Lions can't stop the run. That's what Baltimore does. Give me, uh, give me the Ravens. My completely reconstructed fantasy team would lead me to believe that Tyson Williams is going to have a big day. <laughs> give me Baltimore. 
Yeah, and since I essentially dismantled your fantasy team last week, I hope oh. that that is the case for you. <laughs> Nobody celebrates meaningless fantasy points like AJ. It's great. You're right. Hey, I've scored 41 <laughs> right. points week one. I've got to celebrate the wins. Yeah, when AJ I can does get them, need man. to take them anyway. He can get them after that week. <laughs> after that first week. Uh, yeah, give me Baltimore. I picked the Lions on Monday night, and that was the worst mistake of my life. So give me Baltimore. <laughs> I'm right there with you, AJ. Uh, terrible mistake. Uh, thinking the Lions could do what they did against San Francisco and, and make it respectable. Uh, it's going to be even worse this time around, or maybe just as bad, actually. Uh, the Ravens came alive against a much better team than the Lions have to field uh, last week against the Chiefs. That offense is going to be rocking and rolling. Lions can't stop it. Uh, no chance. Ravens by double digits. I hate doing this. I hate it. Um... <laughs> Like picking well, Lamar Jackson or the, or the Lions, <laughs> I just I feel like this is a backdoor cover waiting to happen at home. It's like stupid. Um, don't and, do it, Paul. Oh don't do God. it. I thought the same no, thing. No, do week. it, Paul. Go for it. Trust your <laughs> I'm gut. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I I'm doing it. Listen, Detroit sucks, but the Ravens aren't that good. The Ravens are gonna get out to a big lead. They're gonna juice out the clock, running the ball like they do. We're not gonna stop them a lot, but we're gonna score a bunch of garbage time points late. We're gonna lose by seven. It's like it's gonna, it's preordained. It's happening. Detroit covers. It's stupid. Uh, moving on to a game. What about that Don? Actually, is kind of cool. Uh, no, yeah, I'm going against Green, so that means Don is with. We would have been unanimous. Don is with you guys on Baltimore. Um, Indianapolis travels to Tennessee. Tennessee has struggled a ton this young season. Not that Indianapolis hasn't. Uh, but Tennessee five and a half point home favorite over zero and two Indianapolis. Yeah, Indianapolis, who might be starting Jacob Beeson this week because Carson Wentz has two sprained ankles. Uh, Tennessee hasn't looked good, but I trust that team way more than I do uh, a down quarterback Colts team. So give me the Titans. I think it's a bit weird. You guys are saying they look so bad. They showed some fight in Seattle. They were down and forced overtime. Derek Henry looked pretty solid, and Julio finally scored a touchdown. Uh, I think it's a, 182 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, he looked pretty I, solid. I, I think it's a bit weird that they're, at, to be honest, that they're only favored by two and a half. That scares this me. is five, five and, and a half. half. Five and a half. No, no, I mean, and because, you know, NFL, you get minus three, three at just home, for yeah. being at home. So, in theory, Vegas is saying they're two and a half points better, if well, you will. one and a half on the neutral well, side. But. You get what I mean. Point being... I don't get it, but I'm still going to go with Tennessee. But I don't know. That number scares me. Yeah, I mean, Carson Wentz and his two sprained ankles are going to watch his team walk out with another L. So <laughs> give me Tennessee to cover. Yeah, I think the two and a half that Dylan's talking about is related to the fact that we're still not sure if Carson Wentz is going to play. Or Carson Wentz is going to play or not? Uh, if they knew for sure it was Jacob Eason, I think we're seeing a much higher number on this one. Uh, first start ever against anything. I know the Titans have been struggling on defense, but they did show heart this last game in Seattle and won the game in Seattle in overtime. Uh, so I'm going to roll with King Henry and the Tennessee Titans. I, I don't know what's happening here. I feel like I'm having just a complete meltdown. Uh, I went against the grain last week by taking Tennessee. And I felt good about that game. And they came through. Indianapolis is getting so little credit for the super solid team that they are. They're a very good defensive team. They're a very good defensive team. They have a very good offensive line. Even if Jacob Eason were to start a quarterback. Tennessee's defense is horrible. It is a 
bottom six defense in the NFL. It is not good, which is astounding given who their coach is. But they're a bad defense, and I don't care who's under quarterback. You bring Jay Cutler back from the dead to play quarterback from this team. They're going to score so, points on Jay Tennessee. Cutler back from the dead is better than Jacob Eason. And Tennessee is, better than Jay Cutler to, is going to struggle to be consistent against Indianapolis's defense. I, I think it's a lot of points. I like Indianapolis to cover in this one, and I am, again, once again, on an island going against all of you because even Don has Tennessee, but we'll see, I guess. Uh, game of the week, by far. I'm actually a little bit sad that this isn't the Sunday night game. Yeah, a little weird, um, this, to be honest. It's, it is a little weird. I, I mean, I assume with scheduling, just, it wasn't an option. Um, but Tampa Bay travels to SoFi, brand new stadium. It feels like Stafford is on a primetime game every week now, uh, which is what he talked about when he left the Lions, something that he looked forward to being. Um, they host undefeated Bucks. Great matchup. Could be an NFC Championship preview. They're one point home dogs. Yeah, um, I I think the Bucks are the best team in the NFC, and I think they'll avoid the early season struggles they had last year uh, because they have all their starters back and they have chemistry. Obviously, more chemistry than the uh, than the new look Rams do. So I am going to take the the Bucks in this game, and I'm very much looking forward to watching it. This this is hype as hell. Uh, also, what take is aging better than my Tampa take in our preview? I feel even more emboldened by it, which is funny with what I'm going to say, which is I think the Rams will win. This is reeks of when Kansas City beat New England in like the first game of the week in like 2017. They like destroyed them, and then everyone's like, oh, the Chiefs, the Chiefs, they're going to beat New England. And then New England clowned them in the playoffs. Same situation here. I will take the Rams to win this game. Uh, Tampa Bay, according to CBS, has the 27th ranked pass defense. I think Matthew Stafford is going to make another statement, um, and I think the Rams are going to win outright. I hope so. I don't think so, but I hope so. Uh, I, I can see this being a field goal game with Tampa Bay walking out victorious, which would cover the spread, so I'll go with the Bucks. This one is Don, – Don has the Rams um, getting in on that Stafford love. Uh, advanced metrics have these teams really, really close. I, I agree that Tampa Bay's pass defenses look sketchy, um, but their defensive line hasn't been, and I have concerns about the Rams' defensive line. Um, the continuity that Tampa has over the Rams, there's so many question marks in this game. It's you mean be, Rams' offensive yes. line? He did. Yes, yes, absolutely. So. Um, it, it's it's a one point spread for a reason. I, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Tampa. Oh, um, we have an even I'm gonna be rooting, split. I'm gonna be. We do have an even split. I'm gonna be rooting for the Rams, um, but I'm gonna take Tampa, and I'll be happy either way, right? I feel like that's sound logic. I'll be happy no matter what, unless Stafford Antonio like Brown did hit the COVID list this week. Uh, oh, number understand. number one receiver. Oh, All right. Right. Hey, he, so, he could be back. Just need two negative tests in 24 hours. And Ryan's hoping for it. Ryan is ready for it. Ryan's fantasy team is ready for it. It just uh, means more touchdowns for Gronk. Uh, moving on to a less interesting but still fun game. Seattle one and a half point road favorites in Minnesota. Yeah, this um, I'm looking forward to this game too. It's going to be a weird game. 
even up to now, I don't know who I want to pick. Uh, ju- just give me Seattle, I guess, even though uh, Kirk Cousins has been balling out of his mind. I'll, I'll take Seattle just so Russ and Tyler Lockett can, can keep cooking. I know that there were injury questions for Dalvin Cook, so anybody with fancy flyers, Alexander Madison may be available in your leagues. Uh, but I still, I mean, it doesn't matter if he's healthy or not. I think it's Seattle. I, I told you guys that Minnesota was going to be bad. They're going to start the season 0-3. I don't know how much more accurate I could have been on that. Yeah. So both teams coming off a pretty bad loss last week, right? You got Derrick Henry from the one-yard line and then Minnesota missing that field goal uh, in Arizona. Right? Yes, yeah, correct. That's what happened. Yep. Um, I think the missed field goal is a little more demoralizing than – what happened with Seattle. Um, so I'm going to stick with the Seahawks here to cover the spread. And I think, as Dylan said, Minnesota season is just going to continue to tank. Uh, I'm going to take the over, because I think this is going to be a shootout. <laughs> <laughs> but if I have to pick, uh, it's probably Seattle, but... I think this is going to be a fun game. I think Kirk Cousins is going to ball out. Seattle's defense is not great. And uh, neither is Minnesota's. So this should be a fun one to watch with a lot of points. But uh, I guess I'll join the group and go with the Seahawks. I, I really hope I'm gaining games on you guys this week. Because if not, it's going the opposite way. We have we have three games that were potential unanimous picks here. And I am against grain on all of them for the NFL. Uh, I think Minnesota should be 2-0 right now. I don't think they're a bad football team. I think Kirk Cousins has been playing well. I think their run game has been pretty solid. Um, and I think their defense is only going to continue to improve. Uh, Seattle lost last week to a team that otherwise was very much struggling. Um, Tennessee, especially later in the game, was able to kind of move the ball at will against them. And I don't I don't think Minnesota is going to have any trouble moving the ball against Seattle. Um, I, I like them as home dogs a lot in this spot. So I'm, I'm taking Minnesota against the grain. Uh, and then we have Sunday night football. Uh, we have Green Bay who has been not great. And then they played the Lions, so make of that what you will. Uh, they're three-and-a-half-point road dogs against San Francisco. Yeah, I'm going to take Green Bay. I like that I have the hook on my side. I think uh, Aaron Rodgers takes his matchup personally um, every every time that he plays them. Um, and I liked, obviously, what I saw from Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones against the Lions. Granted, it's obviously the Lions, but... Um, I'm still going to take the the Packers in this spot. Not only are the Packers going to crash down to earth in this game, AJ will as well because Aaron Jones won't do anything in this game. It's going to be San Fran. See, don't be upset that you traded him earlier. I am not upset about that. I am upset about you reacting like that's what he's going to give you the rest of the year. We talked about this earlier in the podcast. Yeah, I'm not overreacting. I don't think he's going to give me that the rest of the year. But I do agree with Ryan that I think that um, Rodgers does take this game personally, um, being from that area and I think wanting to be – I think he wanted to be drafted by him and then all that other stuff that went with it, right? So um, I'm going to go with Green Bay to build on the momentum that they – Gained on Monday night against uh, Southeastern Michigan High School football team. <laughs> um, and they will cover. 
yeah, I like the Packers to cover in this. I like San Francisco to win this football game. But I think Aaron Rodgers, like Ryan said, uh, I think he takes this one personally because he got passed by this team in the draft, and he has never forgotten it. It's his own team from his own backyard. Uh, I think he's going to play on fire offensively through the air. And despite what the Niners do uh, defensively, their running attack is hard to deal with. And I like the Niners to win this game, but I do think the Packers are going to keep it close. I think it's interesting that one game against a high school defense somehow means Aaron Rodgers isn't washed to you guys. Um, It's going to be just me and Dylan on this one. I don't love the spread just because of the way San Francisco plays in garbage time cover is definitely a possibility. I'm going to let you guys in on a super-duper secret this year, though, that you should, should really work on keeping in mind. Green Bay is not a good football team. They're not. They're not a good football team this year. So stop treating them like one. I appreciate that after easily. all this talk we had in our preview show about them. All right, so that's the picks for the week. Ryan, do the thing. Damn, stole it right from Matt. <laughs> right like I'm back and I don't even get to say it. <laughs> I'm just trying to move this along because there was way too much. Go ahead, Matt. We are 10 minutes no, past. We, yeah, it's not that we're good. Ryan, you heard the man. One Paul diatribe. Go ahead. <laughs> so make sure that after you guys are done listening to this podcast, you go and subscribe to us on Spotify, Podbean, and Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to us right now. And then follow us on our social media, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube uh, at Sports Carnage Podcast. And then, of course, as always, uh, follow Detroit Sports Nation for all of your Detroit sports news needs. <laughs> For Ryan Griffin, A.J. Riley, Dylan Bear, Paul Roshan, I'm Matt Basson. Great to be back. We'll be back with y'all next week.